You're listening to ToothPod, a podcast segment of the Toothpick Magazine, where we sit down with dentists to talk about your dental queries, lessons they have learned, and a lot of fun stuff. Today, we, Dr. Shubhankar and Bhumi, will talk to Dr. Sagar Abhishandani, a famous prosthodontic, and will try to catch a few glimpses of his ride from a student to a successful doctor. We will also talk with him about tobacco addiction and we'll try to figure out how can we cope up with the current tough times. Hi Dr. Sagar, thank you so much for joining us here today on Toothpod. How are you doing? All good by God's grace. Things have been going steadily for us and hopefully things become steady for the rest of the country as well. We are going through a second wave. Things are not looking very rosy, but of course, God is there and hope is always there. Yeah. You are an inspiration for all of us and I'm sure a lot of our dental listeners already know who you are and are deeply inspired by your work as we are. Please tell us about your journey from being a dental undergraduate to an established doctor now. I'm still trying to establish myself but thank you for such <laughs> kind words. Secondly, I'm still a student. So if you say that from a dental undergraduate, yeah, I've finished my undergraduate, I've finished my post-graduation then my specialization, super specialization, but I still feel I'm a student at heart because I still don't feel I'm doing the best of my work. I can still do better, still push myself, try to exceed and over-exceed my own expectations. So yeah, the journey is still going on. But how has the journey been till now? Getting into dentistry was by chance and not by choice. But I think God always has the best of things for us. When I was a undergraduate student, I always used to wonder where am I, what am I doing? Because in first year itself, we used to have uh, stone mixing, plaster mixing. Mm. I used to wonder, am I a mason? Am I a construction worker? Because <laughs> that time we had renovation going on at our place as well. And I used to see that these guys are also using the same thing which I do there. <laughs> so, I, so I used to check with the people that am I in the right profession? Am I in dentistry or have I joined some civil engineering course? <laughs> Because I was not sure that where is this going to use and once it used to set, it used to become so hard because initially four or five days, there was no discussion of what the material is, why we are doing this. There's no discussion. There's a demonstration. Everybody is doing it and I am somebody who cannot be a robot. Somebody tells me something and I blindly do it. That's never happened with me. So that has not changed in the entire time. I will always have a question. Why? Why this? Why that? People used to feel offended. Yeah, he just joined a course in two days and he's already asking us why. But that's okay. That's how I always was. So initial days was always a question where I used to wonder why am I here? Then over a period of time, I realized that, okay, now that I am here, option one, I crib my life. Option two, I develop interest. Option three is I'm going to be in between where I'm neither happy nor sad. But if I'm any of these options, which is by force or when I'm neither happy nor sad, I'm not going to progress. I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to get the love I need for the subject. Yeah. Luckily, I had a mentor then who realized that I'm good in extracurricular and co-curricular, but not in curricular. So she was the one who pushed me to make a presentation for the class. She had seen me speak somewhere. So she thought, I don't know what, whether she was right or not, but she thought I speak quite well. She said, why don't you present this topic to the class? I said, big deal. Let's do it. And that topic was a topic on dental materials. I still remember the topic that was on dental waxes. 
So when I read it again, where is the wax used in dentistry was beyond understanding imagination. And then realizing there are so many types of waxes, this that. So she made me speak to one of the postgraduates. The postgraduate already had the presentation, which again was a lot of theoretical matter. I said, okay, okay, things will be fine, things will be better. But that ma'am, she's Dr. Sabita Ram. Amazing, simply amazing. The respect for her comes from the heart. She actually started showing me things. She showed me everything, right? From a beading wax, boxing wax, inlay wax. She started showing me everything. Once I saw it, I didn't forget. So first thing is, I realized that mugging up doesn't help. Imagining things don't help. You have to see it for things to start getting registered. You have to see its application because we are somebody who will not work in the mind. We will work physically where the results get to be seen in the mouth. For us to see things become very important. And when we see things repeatedly, it starts getting registered in the mind. That is when I did not even require a PowerPoint for a presentation. I did not even require a laptop for the presentation. I held a chalk and I started showing things the way I have seen. And that is where I gave my first presentation for the class, which was shocking, not just for them, but for me also. <laughs> and then came the next step of giving a presentation, which was a poster, a paper. Then it became an intercollegiate event. Then once you were winning the intercollegiate, then you were a part of the state competition, then was national competition. Then things happened, materialized, then started giving some international lectures, some lectures in the Asia-Pacific division, Pan-Asia, and then touched quite a few of the world. So my journey is where I realized that understanding is very important because if you understand something, your basics become very strong. If I have to make a building, the foundation needs to be foolproof. And that will only happen, number one, when the interest is there. Number two, when you seek answers. That's what I told you, that was my bad habit. I always used to seek answers. If you don't seek answers, which means you've either not understood or you think you have understood everything. And be ready for the grind. Even if I want a diamond from a stone, it has to be polished really hard. It goes through the grind, which means if you want to achieve something in life, you have to be prepared to go through the negativity, to go through the people who are trying to resist you, criticize you. You will go through rejections, but the end result will be such that the people who criticized you are the one who are applauding. Always remember, God helps those who help themselves. For that, you need to help yourself. Everybody knows what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses. So work on your strengths and overcome your weaknesses. A short and a sweet answer, hopefully. That's amazing. That was so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Definitely, sir. I guess the point was we just we should be ready for all the criticism and we should be ready to struggle out. Criticism and appreciation never get bogged up or never feel proud. Those guys who criticize or appreciate you will change with time. You know yourself the best. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely. I guess it was a very good explanation of how does, what does it take to, you know, reach at that mo that point in your life. Moving on to what's our next doubt. It's a, a different question. We are very keen on to know what exactly a day we want to experience in Dr. Sagar Abhishchandani's life. Like, how is your day? How is your routine? And the current pandemic situation has affected so much that there might be some modifications which you have definitely done. 
so there has been a very major change because prior to covid i used to travel every weekend to some part of the world to some part of the country training conducting courses lecturing on a different forum every weekend 52 weekends in a year now since a year i haven't traveled pandemic has got one silver lining for me is that we started with our second clinic so my travel is to and fro from the first to the second the workload because we have two setups is on the higher side next was the working hours we used to generally start at about 9 half past 9 and there was no end limit we also have people who finish their shoots they come at 10 10:30 11 12 13 in the night with the lockdown in place with the night curfew in place this has got a lot more streamlined which means we are finishing it on time scheduling appointments accordingly so there has been the way we practice has been modified the time which we are investing in every patient has been modified and more importantly the number of patients which we are seeing on a daily basis we try to space it out in such a way that there is no cross contamination which can occur yes yes definitely so so ultimately i feel this is the responsibility which is to be catered by every health professional i feel and we that's, are doing it like exactly so that's what we need to see we as a healthcare professional are answerable it is very easy to sit at home but then if all the healthcare professionals are sitting at home who is going to treat exactly. so if we are stepping out if we are stepping out and treating people we need to be responsible for the society and not forget that we and our family is also part of that same society definitely definitely sir that's the reason we are working still and all things going fine up till now I hope it goes fine to the right. coming year. We are all hoping we are all hoping for the same because yes. it's been a while since I have not met my friends without a mask. Yeah. <laughs> And I am hoping for that to change soon when I get to see people the way we used to meet. Well, right now is just the hope that we all have. Yes, and we all have to keep the hope going. Yeah. Because we are the hope of lot of people and we yes. have to keep the hope go- going for them. to sustain on the hope that's beautiful so we know you as dr sagar avichandani who is very professional and as an inspiration oh i am that is my name <laughs> who is very professional and an inspiration for all of us and uh, abhi humne aapki life mein dekha that how your life is as dr sagar so i was a bit curious that aap apne friends and families ke sath kaise hain So please share a few glimpses of Homi Sagar. <laughs> okay. So uh, luckily or unluckily, again I have to add that clause as well. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows that my first love is dentistry. I wouldn't even say prosthetics or smile makeovers. Is dentistry. So they know if my first love is dentistry, I need to spend maximum time with my love, which on an average day pre-COVID used to be about twenty hours in a day. Seven days a week, on an average. That was twenty hours. On an average. So what happens is, uh, as 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 the question is, so there is clinical work. I am also a reviewer of different PubMed Medline Index journals. So a lot of articles which come in for reviewing. So if you are an author, you send an article to a journal. They will assign it to a reviewer who will review the article and give a feedback, whether to accept it, reject it. or send it back with some modifications that's also dentistry right so that also yes. is included now because i'm traveling for lectures courses there is a lot of presentation material which has to be done there are a lot of dental companies whose help support has to be taken for the hands on program so that also is dentistry 
we do a lot of uh, studies in our clinic as well based on our clinical trials we collaborate with different countries different authors different people we do a multi center multi country evaluation studies statistics etc etc that's also part now being a reviewer i also have to submit articles because i need to be an author of articles too so i also write articles we create manuscripts document all our cases so if you are on instagram or any social media you'll see every case is documented so effectively all of this is also dentistry this is again part of the homi sagar as you asked not doing clinical work but still in and around the profession but because of the lockdown i go home early i get to eat dinner at house that has been the biggest plus yeah being being a foodie when i get to eat hot chapatis at dinner on the dinner table at the time when it is supposed to be dinner yeah. so that is something which is thanks to this lockdown and this covid phase yes sir definitely coming to it so can we just know your favorite dish like the homemade dish and one one which you would have on streets on mumbai or any okay. place outside yeah so people don't quote me i'm not eating this now because of the different restrictions which we have this was all in the time where restrictions were not there so i yes. I, i love non vegetarian food i can eat chicken six meals in a day also if it is chicken i can yeah. eat seafood i love mutton for non vegetarian food there's no time of the day there's no meal of the day just give it and i will eat it <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to street food pani puri is my favorite pav bhaji is my favorite see i'm a foodie i can actually name five and say all of them are my favorite i'm a foodie <laughs> I, i don't mind confessing this anywhere and everywhere even when i'm giving a lecture i actually don't even realize that when they say there's a lunch break the mic is on and i ask him which are the non vegetarian dishes there so <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I am. Exactly. So I hope uh, you continue with the kebabs and the biryanis. I guess biryani as well. Whatever yes, that is also chance. my favorite. Thank you yeah. for highlighting that. Yes. <laughs> so we are. Uh, we have also seen you pretty much active on Instagram, and your uh, as you said, your reels are really very informative as well as motivating. So I'd really love to know what goes behind managing this uh, stuff, like the Instagram account and everything, because you have to manage time from your clinics, like the clinical work which is expensive. expected to be done which is on priority and how do you manage everything what's behind this like managing such a account you know the first one to ask me this there have been many people okay. who feel that i outsource my instagram to a third party no i am solely responsible for managing all my social media platforms i don't search content content okay. is the king your content needs to be good but i don't go for searching content if you see my instagram profile from last lockdown which was in march 2020 until then i was active not very active but when the lockdown came my activity instead of outside started being on social media <laughs> and of course netflix and of course amazon of course all of this but that is where i was connecting to people people whom i would have met on a weekend 200 people listening to my talk training 50 60 people for a hands on session now those guys because of an online session i get to expand that 200 to 2000 2000 to 20000 so that's when i realized that i need not be confined to four walls to teach I never knew about TikTok. Otherwise, I would have been like a TikTok king then. But I never knew about TikTok. 
luckily there was this insta reels which were launched and i used to feel that it is only for dancing singing which again unquoted i have also done in few of the reels but it can be used for education yes sir. That actually that changes our perception to be very yes, honest and, like and that is where and that is where i realized it just cannot be dentistry because before you are a dentist you are a human you are living your life you have a life outside dentistry too yes. and that is where you need to grow as an individual grow as a person grow as a human imbibe few values and where does the inspiration come from from my daily activities yesterday i was discussing with my assistant she was telling me how the online classes are going on and we had a casual discussion what is being taught to her son her daughter and that is when i realized what was not taught to me in my school which i am practicing today i found out 13 points and that is what today's reel is about 13 things which your school will not teach you yeah so the content comes like this in a normal conversation where i feel if i am realizing something why don't i share it with my audience because it might be helpful for some so that means that it is very organic the content which is coming it's it's from dr sagar abhishekanda yeah Definitely. so that that is that is the reason again uh, i don't know there are many people who say that it is not possible for somebody to reach 5k plus in 2 months 3 months i said i don't know i have always believe in good content the numbers are not important in terms of whether you have an x or a y or a z it's what you have to offer that was a great speech we can say <laughs> thank you my dear it is world no tobacco day on 31st of may and uh, our theme for the current issue revolves around the same so we would like to ask you a few questions related to tobacco in order to spread awareness to our audience about tobacco addiction is that cool any addiction is bad No, I am asking question with you. Is that is that cool to you? Yes, yes. Please go ahead. But I want to have a statutory warning for everybody. Any addiction is bad. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, sir. So, how often do you come across a tobacco addicted patient, and how do you like? What are the challenges in managing the same patient? Like, what there must be some kind of traits which. you must have came across as a clinician see the worst part is whenever you look at the mouth you realize whether the patient is a tobacco chewer or not and the patient is very confident i, I don't have tobacco i have never tasted tobacco where you can see that even the teeth are so badly stained so that's where you realize that firstly is the mindset a patient would feel i have come for a checkup why is he asking personal questions why does he want to know whether i eat or not how many times i eat since how many years am i eating why is he probing in but he doesn't realize that we are your friends we are not going to tell the tobacco company stop giving it to him but we can tell you what damage is this going to cause you because even the tobacco says cigarette smoking is injurious to health please eat carefully all of this instructions come in if i want to fly to delhi somebody is taking a flight will reach in 90 minutes or so somebody will take a train will reach in 12 hours or so hmm. somebody will drive down will reach in a few days but each of the three categories will reach delhi if not addressed if not stopped if not counseled will meet the fate of oral cancer which is very highly prevalent in india so you can educate you can make them aware you can make the entire family aware but if they are not ready to change it's they can't do anything that stage will come where this area where you are storing your tobacco pan whatever it is will have to be excised you will be without half of your mouth then you are going to come to me only because i am a prosthodontist where i am going to give you an obturator where your hemi maxillectomy hemi mandibulectomy has been done and you will replace you will not be able to talk properly so you will come to me your choice is yours you want to come to me at that stage or you want to prevent reaching that stage 
and that needs to be understood i feel sir every dentist has has a responsibility i feel we should not restrict our uh, areas towards the oral see, cavity but see you are a dentist dentist treats the oral cavity anything and everything in the oral cavity has to be screened absolutely so you must have seen a lot of tobacco addicted patients can you share your experience dealing with one of your patients any of one the of extreme cases which you yeah. must have came across or you remember yeah and you remember yeah. it till now yeah one of the patients we had given an obturator this was just last year itself patient was always crying why because he told i never listen to my wife and the wife was crying because she told i was tired telling him quit the habit quit the habit he used to keep a piece here and just go off to sleep that's what the worst is regret but regret at what time when the damage is done the loss is irreversible just a 29 year old guy who has a 2 year old son he couldn't even pronounce his son's name imagine his plight when his son grows up he would like to talk to his father what will he speak how will he speak the life is over for him even at 29 even though his heart is working brain is working he is functional but his life is over so don't reach that extreme where there is a no point return if the tobacco yeah. addicted patients would have looked into himself and would have realized that earlier that what he was doing was wrong he could have stopped the disease from progressing so much see that is what happens in most of the people they think that whatever they think is right whatever they do is right they know everything but there are people who are better than them and if they are counseling them educating them suggesting them few things just don't be blatant in no this will not work for me. at least go back check think pause introspect mm. that is what happens that's why i say any addiction is bad because if an addiction happens it can actually cost you your life and if somebody can't talk to their 2 year old he's living his death every single day in regret that i could have done this but that cannot happen again his life here on is going to be full of regrets who chose that life he himself chose that life definitely so moving on to the next query which we have is we need your clinical tip on to like what should we look for when we have a patient having a good history of tobacco chewing what does your clinical experience say or which are the most common lesions which we come across and we should anticipate them in the see we all know how the oral mucosa looks like as simple as that let me go into a layman term i want even a common man should understand we all know how our oral mucosa looks like any patch any disfigurement any abnormality which is not matching to the adjacent mucosa should ring an alarm so if you have seen something bring it to the patient's notice if you don't have the knowledge suggest investigations call in a specialist but don't ignore just because you don't know keep your eyes open use the adjacent tissues a contralateral tissue and opposing tissue as a reference so you still know this is how it should be this is how it is not looking definitely so it's uh, as we said it's our responsibility which we all carry and we should deliver it to the society it's very important to discuss and we have gone through a lot of discussions we have seen the reports but out of all of this what would you suggest that we should learn from this pandemic first lesson which again i also learned is never to take anything for granted people have five year plan 10 year plan i am going to do this in life i will do that in life you might not wake up the next morning what life are you talking about so don't take anything for granted live in today how i can make my day worthy enough to sustain how do i make my day worthy enough for people to say i like this guy 
so that tomorrow if you are not there you at least have a memory with someone who's going to remember you for good how you make your life is important that is the biggest learning which i got second you have people who are your well wishers value them because in such a difficult time if you have somebody standing with you never stab the person in the back that is another takeaway number 3 nature and human there's always a war between them people will try to do everything against the nature but when nature strikes back human knows where it stands so never take anything for granted even nature and last but not the least value yourself value where you are and value the time you have instead of wasting time wiling time utilize the time because you never know when the time runs out right absolutely as dental students we are missing on a lot of clinical work due to the current covid-19 pandemic situation and for the little time the colleges reopened after the first wave opd saw a drastic decline due to the pandemic how can we acknowledge the situation see the time it opened as you said it saw a rapid decline that effectively was equivalent to not seeing any patients or not doing adequate patients right option a is you do adequate patients and learn option b is you have not learned whether you do less patients or no patients you have not learned so i would suggest my friends who have gone through this scenario to not be shy not feel subdued when you tell i don't know rather than pretending you know and making a mockery of yourself be smart in saying i don't know which means number 1 you will want to learn the thirst to learn exists number 2 somebody would want to teach you because you say i don't know number 3 you are starting from zero so even if you learn one you are still better than zero you learn more you are going above which is better so i have no shame in accepting you don't know yeah that is what i think go and practice think your internship is in a different clinic internship is in a different charitable trust learn even if you have to observe observe even if you have to assist go and assist even if you have to do simple things go and do simple because that is your internship but don't think because i have read because i have seen because i have seen youtube tutorials i know sorry you don't know seeing on a youtube tutorial lying on a couch is way different than working in a mouth with a tongue wagging and patient who is alive absolutely we need to know where we stand and that's why i told you everybody knows himself or herself the best so you know your strengths you know your weaknesses maximize the strengths minimize the weakness if you can't eliminate the weakness that is what i tell everybody so give yourself time and space for the confidence to build up get your confidence back first and then the world is always there for good people who are good in their knowledge good in their skills good in their techniques don't give up hope giving up hope is the worst which can happen take the pandemic are people giving up hope they're still ready to fight every single day be ready to fight challenge yourself explore yourself that is what is going to get the best out of you if you stay in your comfort zone you will never grow in life i guess we need to step out that comfort zone at whatever age we are to just grow into perfection yes so overall it was i guess the talk is uh, really very inspirational and um, 
the facts are really cleared out well so i would request you towards the conclusion please could you share one last message for our listeners to take away from this podcast any message which you would like to give to our listeners see now that the last question was uh, talking about the confidence people don't have confidence they are not they are not fair enough in what they know compared to what they perceive i always tell people work like a swan people who lack confidence work hard in silence so that success makes the noise for you do your homework well do your background work well so that when you are ready the world sees you acknowledges you appreciates you and applauds for you yes sir definitely thank you so much dr sagar abhish chandani sir for being here and for all the information you have provided us and those listening to this podcast right now it was a very good conversation i feel and i'm sure it must have enlightened up the mood of our audience in these tough times remember guys this too shall pass thank you so much everyone who have joined in all right guys that's a wrap for this tooth pot episode we will see you guys in the next episode with another guest and a bit more insight to the dental world get the issue of our e magazine for free check out our instagram at toothpick magazine for details Till then take care and stay safe